This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Heck yes, I'm going back to Tristan Jari tomorrow night. No question in my mind. But guess what? I don't get to make that call. Neither do you. Neither do any of us. It's up to Mike Sullivan. It will be very interesting to see how he handles his choice of goaltenders to face the New York Rangers at PPG Paints Arena. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. The Penguins are back on the ice later this morning at 11 a.m. up at Cranberry after having yesterday off, and this after having beaten the Capitals twice in a row with Casey DeSmith getting both starts. Old school hockey bravado would suggest that even without thinking, you stay with not just the goaltender who won you the game, but the entire lineup. That's just how it goes. Oh, we won with that group. They gave it their all. They they put forth. You stick with them. I sure hope that isn't the case. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One is that Jari gave up nine goals in three periods and change out in Philadelphia. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, he wasn't anywhere near that bad. The caliber of the scoring chances that the Flyers had out of those nine goals was through the roof on at least seven of them. There was one goal I really didn't like, and that was the one that ended up getting Jari benched in mid-game for Casey DeSmith, and that was the unscreened wrister from above the left circle by Ivan Provorov. I didn't like how Jari stayed way back in the net, didn't challenge, and gave up far too much short side. It looked to me in being there as if he'd gotten timid, and that's a great time to take a goalie out. I understood it. I respected it. I respect all the more that Casey DeSmith was able to come in and perform as he did that day, and then well enough to beat the Capitals. He wasn't great in either of those games either. But he got the job done and he made timely saves. Notably, I think, in the Washington game, the second Washington game, stopping Carl Hagelin on the doorstep on the 3-on-0, that led the Penguins right up the rink in the other direction to score a goal of their own. And the game really kind of turned. Good for him. That's what a backup is supposed to do in the NHL. Come in, give you something solid, emergency spare tire. Not something you'd want to keep driving on, you know, but enough to get you to the nearest gas station for a refuel. Well, 
I'd like to think that Jari's had his time for a refuel. He'll have been sitting for close to a week by tomorrow night. He'll have had a couple of practices. He'll have had some extra work that he's gotten in with Mike Buckley, the goaltending coach. Mike Sullivan openly acknowledged that that was going to be the case to focus on certain things that they saw as a shortcoming, particularly, I think, the lack of active stick. When the Flyers do a lot of east-westing in front of you, and they will work toward that tap-in, maybe as effectively as any team in the league. The Los Angeles Kings are really good at it, too. The Flyers have been doing it for years. And when they do it, it makes the goalie look and seem completely helpless, when in fact the goalie can do some things to keep those passes from getting through. Marc-Andre Fleury was pretty good at that, actually. It can be done, and it is done. But at some point, you've got to go back to your number one. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, warmer than wool. Warrior Alpaca Socks are hypoallergenic all-day wear socks with a wide variety of styles and colors. Outdoor work socks, cozy bed socks, lightweight diabetic compression socks, they all look and feel great. Here's how you can get a pair with a special deal. Visit warrioralpacasocks.com. Alpaca spelled A-L-P-A-C-A. WarriorAlpacasocks.com and use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. Once again, just for our podcast listeners, WarriorAlpacasocks.com, code DK. Make no mistake, Tristan Jari is the number one goaltender on this team. And it's not particularly close. Jari was a top 10 goaltender in the NHL last season in goals against average, save percentage, and shutouts. Among East Division goaltenders, he was either second or third behind the two guys in Boston and Carter Hart in Philadelphia. So he should be one of the best goaltenders in your division. And in a year like this where you don't leave your division, that matters a lot. You need that player. You need his ceiling, his athleticism, his consistency to make the playoffs. You need for him to be one of the top three or four goaltenders in the East Division. Well, he was just that. He wasn't benched for any punitive reason. He was benched, as Sullivan said, and I believe him on this, because he wasn't doing something right. He was misfiring in some way. You don't leave him out just because the other guy came in and happened to get a couple W's. If you go back over Casey DeSmith's two starts and you compare them to Jari's two starts, believe me, you'll actually find more bad goals in DeSmith's two starts. And spare me also the whole thing about how, you know, a team gets comfortable playing in front of a certain guy and they get confidence because they know he's going to have their backs, whatever. These guys really believe 
Injari, and they have for a long time. In fact, even when he would struggle, they would tell me, you know, obviously, you know, not to have their name on it for publication or whatever, but they would tell me that they really, really couldn't understand why he'd struggle because he has all these natural abilities. Well, here again, I'm going to repeat, I don't think he struggled in Philly. You got to get him back on that horse this weekend. Because if he isn't, you risk sending him the message that he's not good enough to be number one. And nobody needs to go there. That doesn't help this hockey team in any way, shape, or form. I fully expect to see him back out there against the Rangers. Oh, and by the way, I fully expect to see him do really well because that's another hallmark of his brief career in Pittsburgh and even below that is that he performs at his best when he's pushed or he's feeling pushed. When we come back, just one question. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back, it's time for just one question. If you'd like to participate in this segment of the program, all you have to do is go to DK Pittsburgh Sports, find the article that accompanies this podcast that you're listening to, and drop it right there in comments. No chance I'll miss it. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. If you don't know where your next meal is coming from, if you're worried about that, if you're hungry, go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. One more time, it's pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help and spell all of that out. Today's Just One Question comes from the excellently nicknamed You, Me, and Dupuis, who asks... Seeing the number of injuries sustained over the first four games, can the Penguins survive a full season in such a bruising division? That's that's tough. There aren't too many questions that I get where I, I hadn't even considered the concept that's posed in that question. I hadn't thought of this. But if you look across who the teams are and you see how physically... Some of them, not all of them, play. Washington's played a bruising style for several years now. Not just Tom Wilson. They just have a lot of guys. and That includes T.J. Oshie taking the occasional cheap shot like he did on Marcus Pedersen Tuesday night. But there's also the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins hit and come at you physically maybe as much as any team in the entire National Hockey League. Will that still be as true now with Chara on Washington? I don't know. I mean, Zdeno's not ever been the guy that's, you know, 
leveling people. He's more the guy that's going to find a different way to just overwhelm you or work you with his size. But there are some physical teams here. Buffalo can be a little chippy. Devils and Rangers, eh, maybe not so much. Islanders are certainly not shy about hitting. Who am I missing? The Flyers, people think of them as the old Flyers, and they're not really that. But we saw the game the other night, or the games, I should say, in Philadelphia get a little tough. Uh, do the Penguins have enough of that, and is it going to risk their health in being in this division is a hard, hard question because immediately my inclination is to go to individual situations. How did Pedersen get hurt? He got hurt on a cheap shot. Would he have gotten hurt on a cheap shot if he'd been facing, I don't know, the Arizona Coyotes in the middle of February out in Phoenix? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? A cheap shot can happen anywhere. It's more likely to happen in divisional games, regardless of how bruising your opponent is or not. Because there's rancor, there's history there, there's something to prove to somebody, there's a score to settle that maybe happened between your teams, I don't know, even three or four years ago. Everybody remembers everything in professional sports. Who knows what, if anything, Pedersen would have done to offend Oshie at some point in his life. I mean, I'm making that up, but I'm just saying those are the kinds of things that happen. The Penguins aren't built to be super physical. They obviously have some guys that'll not just take contact, but initiate it. There's a reason that you see teams constantly barking at Brandon Tanev, because he stands out in that capacity on the Penguins roster. The guys on the other side who are looking to be physical or looking for someone to be physical with, so they will find Tanev. But if you go through the, the rest of the Penguins' bottom six, you know, who's, who's rocking bodies there? Uh, who's doing that on the blue line for this team? Almost nobody. Almost nobody. Can they withstand physical play, they've shown in the past that they can. They haven't shown it yet with this team, and I'm not saying that they ha you know that this has been some significant sample size. I just don't know that it's been a thing yet through four games. It will be worth monitoring though. It really will. I just I I'm not going to lie here. I cringe a little bit when I see questions like this because I I know that everybody gets mad when someone uh gets hit and hurt the way Pedersen did and everybody wants an enforcer or they think that there's somebody on the team that's going to go and challenge Oshie the next shift. That's just not hockey in 2021. I'm sorry, it's not. And you're not going to change it by wishing for it, by hoping for it, or by regretting the Ryan Reeves trade for the five millionth time. It's just not where hockey is right now. But your broader point absolutely Stands. The Penguins do need to be tough enough. They do need to be physical, per Mike Sullivan's definition of that, meaning winning the puck, doing everything that you have to do to win the puck. But beyond that, wow, I don't know. We'll see, right? Thanks for the question. It's, it's, it's good stuff. And thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this tomorrow, one last time this week, in advance of Penguins versus Rangers. <laughs>
Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.